episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. I am Nick Jimenez, and I'm here with Eric Calvino. <coughs> oh, boy. Hello. And Ivan <laughs> Ocampo. Get away from me. <laughs> uh, this is a, uh, we'll call it a special a special lockdown coronavirus quarantine episode. By the Wuhan clan. Of the, whoa, baby, uh, of the uh, Cigar Snob Podcast uh, on this episode. We are smoking the Diplomatico by Mombacho. Uh, we'll get into some of the details in a second on what the story is with this cigar, but uh, some of the vitals that we always go through. This uh, cigar, of course, is made in Nicaragua by Mombacho. It's got an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper with binder and filler from Nicaragua. Uh, it is a Petit Corona 4 by 44 retails for $9.95. Um, so this is the product of a collaboration between Nicaraguan cigar maker, uh, Mombacho and Diplomatico, the Venezuelan rum brand. Um, so it comes in three sizes, all 10 count boxes. Uh, but we are smoking the Petite Corona, which is, Da-dunch. hey now, Petite Just Corona. Just a little bit of Corona. A petite Corona. Um, so yeah, uh, if you've, if you've had Diplomatico rum, then, uh, this is a, uh, a good pairing, especially for the rum that we're drinking it with. Uh, Eric, why don't you tell the people? I think we're kind of cheating, right? Which, with this, yeah, with the rum that we have, uh, we're drinking the uh, Diplomatico Ambassador Selection, which is a limited edition rum that Claudio brought us. Uh, I've already had it. It is pretty spectacular. Um uh, Normally, most people would probably have the Diplomatico Reserva, which is the one in the green bottle, which is a very nice rum as well. And that's that's what he paired, um, that's what he was working with when he made this cigar. When he blended the cigar, uh, the idea Claudia had, and you can obviously tell by the packaging of the cigar, which has a green label similar to the bottle, the idea was to pair it with that Diplomatico Reserva. Um, so... Again, I think we're cheating a bit, but but the Diplomatico Ambassador is not too far away in terms of flavor profile. It's just an elevated version of the Diplomatico Reserva, right? Is that fair to say? Just, You've had them both, Ivan. Well, I just took a, a sip of the of the Ambassador right now, and it's it's delicious, like candy. It is. Now, you know, for for like the like the rum purists, uh, guys that that don't like that extra sort of sweetness in their in their rum. This is not this is not made for them. This is made for the the guy who does appreciate Diplomatico, which is on the sweet side. Right? This is kind of taking that to another level. But it's it's depth of flavors and yeah. and complexity is out of hand, right? Yeah, I don't like those uh, those sweet rums either. But this is sweet but it's got some body to it. So Correct. It's... it's it's got a good amount of balance because it spends and this According to Claudio, who has been there, he's like, this is no BS. They do age this rum for 12 years in ex-bourbon casks and then uh, and then another two years in ex-sherry casks. Yeah. So so that amount of time in a barrel uh, is going to contribute to the viscosity of this thing, right? You you look at it, and it's, it's close to, like, maple syrup viscosity, right? Yeah. Like a real legit maple syrup. That's kind of what this looks like. That's how... That's almost the viscosity of this rum. And so 
so yeah, it does have like an intensity of flavor and a depth of flavor that you won't get in a normal, uh, regular production line, right? Right. So, but anyway, it it again doesn't mean that this cigar is is gonna is not gonna pair well with the regular one. Right. It just happens that we're on the coronavirus situation. We're like, let's bust out the really good stuff. <laughs> the to, cor- toast, a toast to a the virus. Toast to Corona. Uh, yeah, no, and it's it's Who got has this... brought us all together. You mentioned the you mentioned the the depth of flavor. It's almost like uh, you know where a lot of rums have sort of like a caramel sweetness. This one feels more like like a like a sort of deep toasted like burnt caramel. Yeah, for sweetness. sure. I agree. Um, I, and then me personally on the very back end, like right as the flavors are almost completely gone on the finish. I get this like honey, like almost like a Tupelo honey type of, mm-hmm. but way back there in the in the background. Super interesting. Like I said, it does have a depth that regular rums cannot possibly achieve, right? It's right. just so much time maturing in a barrel. So how about the cigar? We are, again, smoking Diplomatico by Mombacho. I'm literally you're, lighting mine right you're now. You're lighting yours right now. Uh, I, I was the first to light mine. Um, and it's a super solid cigar. It's uh, On its own, right? On its own. Yeah, on its own. This is a cigar, and especially in this size. This is something that you could, you know, that you could smoke, I think, any time of day. But it's still got, like, a nice, uh, like, sort of well-rounded profile. It's not it's not light. It's uh, not, no, it's fresh. got some strength, a little yeah. bit of pepper to it. Well, not only that, but it, it also, the pepper, I find the pepper to be very low, but the spice to be high. Okay. So, I find the, and, and again, this is going off of, because I did the tasting uh, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. But uh, I literally just lit it. So I'm not talking about what I'm experiencing at this moment. Uh, but I did find that the the spice was high, but it was like a, like a savory spice that went really well with the rum. Not a pepper. I didn't find a whole lot of pepper. There's some of it, obviously. But not a whole lot of it. I, I found the cigar on its own to be enjoyable, but then taken to another level when you have it with the rum. So have you guys... All have you both already taken a sip of the rum and yes. had the cigar? I need a refill. I drank it. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff's expensive, Haas. It's nice. What are, what are these things called? Trails or legs? Have... We call them legs. Legs. Yeah, I got plenty of it on my glass. Yeah, man, it's, it's a leggy, like I said, a leggy it's super, rum. Uh, the viscosity is like crazy on it, and the color too. It's got this beautiful sort of like reddish, like a like a. Like a red maple syrup. Yeah. But it's it's almost as opaque looking through it in the glass as as a maple syrup might be. Man, that is awesome. So anyway, we're probably driving people crazy with this. So we'll, we'll so let's move let's we'll, move on. Yeah, we'll come back to uh to all this. In the meantime, uh how's the coronavirus thing going for you guys? I don't think we should get into like updating because by the time people hear no. this, especially if they're hearing it a few days later, everything is changing so fast. But what's your own experience been with it so far? I mean, I don't, we're not on full lockdown like some parts of the country are, so I'm not sure how everybody else is dealing with it. But it's still pretty, you know, hasn't really affected us too much down here. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you restaurants coming to the office every day. Yeah, we're coming in. We're together now. I mean, we're we're not we're not total lockdown, but I mean, restaurants are closed. We can't play golf. That sucks. That was terrible. Because I was really looking forward to. Which seems like that that seems like one of the activities. Of course, you go to you, safest. Like there's plenty of distance. It's perfect for social distancing. The, yeah. the wild thing is, you go to a golf course, you'll see a million people jogging and running around, and maybe that's and, why they and doing the... boot camps 
on the golf courses yet if you swung a golf club you would probably get like a, tackled by like a national guard guy or something yeah so i found it funny that mayor jimenez here in miami dade uh it was like he said non-essential businesses are going to close he said for example nail salons are closed golf courses it was the second thing that he said was golf right. courses why yeah why if it's such a like you play with your own clubs you're not you're not really doing much you can even pay online like you pay golf now which we Ivan and I use all the time you're not even transacting with the guy he literally like walks up you scan your phone and then you're off you go yeah and back so, to back to the nail salons how ugly are the women going to get now that they can't go to a beauty salon <laughs> Or they're gonna get, re- or they're gonna get really good at doing it at home themselves. You they're think? gonna have time. I think we're gonna see their true colors come out now. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, what yeah. about you, Nick? Because you were self quarantined up until today. Yeah. I mean, basically trying to minimize contact. Whatever you could do from home, I think is probably not a bad idea to do it from home. If you know, if it doesn't make any sense to have a large gathering, then probably minimize your small gatherings too. Um, but yeah, I've I've been. We're roasting uh, a pig tomorrow. So there's that. Uh, but yeah, basically, I'm uh, kidding, guys. isolating myself with, uh, with Petey. Um, but yeah, uh, I and think you're sure uh, Petey's safe. He has no Corona. He has not displayed because he has coughed quite a bit, but he's been coughing. So he hasn't displayed mm-hmm. any symptoms out of the ordinary. Uh, although dogs can get Corona, it's been found now. Uh, so which, point. which I wonder whether like Petey doesn't have much of a social life, so he hasn't been, uh, you know, interacting with other dogs. He used to though. He used to be like the the star attraction at Taurus, right? At Taurus, yeah. But it had been a while. It had been a while. Taurus but I, is now closed. But I know people who have been doing, you know, their their social distancing might include going to a dog park and letting their dogs mess around with other dogs. But you don't know now whether you brought some other dog's Corona home with you. So, Oof. and they can to, give it to you. Uh, I mean, I mean I if you a, give it to them, the they virus, can give it right? to you, so, yeah. yeah. And you don't so, have to eat them to get it. You, no. You can just get it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll see how Petey does <laughs> and if I catch it when I eat them. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no. It's, uh, yeah, something to keep in mind. But, no, we've been. Uh, Note I've, to self, don't go to dinner if Nick invites right. you to his house. <laughs> at least not if Petey's not there. That's the first thing you do when you walk through, my, when hey, you walk through the door. Where's Petey at? Um, but, yeah, no. Uh, and then my grandmother uh who's in a, in a nursing home. So that's been total lockdown there. They're not allowing visits there. It's all like Skype calls and stuff, whatever platform they're using. Uh, so yeah, and that's another interesting aspect of it. That has to be interesting getting elderly folk to use oh, Skype and FaceTime. So we were actually just watching a, a video. I won't name names here, but of a, of a, a relative, idea. a relative of mine who works in a school where most of the faculty are on the older side, attempting for about two minutes to get onto a video call, and it was awesome. I, I really do wish that I could share it uh, publicly because... It was pretty awesome. That's the comedy. Not that I, I didn't see it, but... <laughs> um, so, uh, speaking of entertainment that you might want at home... Oh, wait, wait. Let's, like, quick. I know that we don't want to... We don't have to do a whole lot of, like, coronavirus oh, stuff, sure. but, like, we do know that the barn smokers were canceled. Right. We do know that most cigar stores are closed, or are uh, their lounges, lounges are closed, but they're allowing they're allowing you to buy uh, and pick up, right? And please do that. Yeah, I mean these guys. Uh, that that's what keeps them employed. And if you want to smoke, go ahead and, and do that. Yeah. I know that there's an option to go order online. And I would even but also, but if you were a patron of that store, go. Cool. But yeah. I would also say, like there there are probably some people in the audience who go to uh, a neighborhood shop a lot. 
who don't even realize that their small shop has an online component. So, for example, Cigar Cellar, very small little neighborhood lounge, mm -hmm. has always had an online store. So, before you go to, you know, not that you don't want to give business here or there, but if you're interested in giving your business to somebody, Locally, don't yeah. assume that you can't still, because those people might be shipping cigars, uh, and you might be able to get your fixed that way. Plus, I, I would say it's probably... Number one, for if, if you want to help them out, like to help them liquidate their inventory faster, get move through it, buy by the box. Plus, also, if you're at all concerned about the virus, you don't want to necessarily be buying a single cigar uncellowed that somebody else has been poking at. Yeah, a box you know. is ideal. Yeah, right. so buy a box of cigars. You're going to be at home smoking them anyway. You'll run through it. Uh, so consider buying by the box with a little seal on it and... You know, at the very least, you'll know that you're getting a Nicaraguan original coronavirus. <laughs> which, <there've laughs> which, been, not, which there's none of. I think there have been three total cases in all yeah. of Nicaragua. Yeah. And they're all in Nicaragua. If anything, there's probably more coronavirus in Cuba than there is in any of the other places. For sure, because of the amount of uh, European travel. Yeah. yeah. So, back to, do you want to talk about the cigar again, or? Uh, no, I think we come back to it when we're a little bit farther into it. Um, but, uh, what I was going to say was if you want entertainment at home, one of the options you now have is Cigar Snob Digital. So tell the people about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we did is since we know that again, for the, for obvious reasons, you're probably not hanging out in your cigar lounge. Uh, what we did is the March, April issue of the magazine that we have digitally available, we've made it free. So if you go to our website, cigarsnob.com. You'll see a link right on the homepage. It comes across in this big banner, uh, and it has a picture of the cover, and then it says quarantine special or something like that. Click on that link. That takes you to issue.com, and if you click on the link, it it, uh, it already has pre-inputted the access code, the free access code. So when you do that, you, it'll ask you to enter your email address and then agree to the terms. We don't get anything from that, like other than just uh, giving you guys uh, some entertainment. During, uh, during your lockdown or quarantine or whatever's happening. Uh, we don't even get that email address or anything, so don't even worry about that kind of stuff. The only reason you have to enter your email address is because you have to create an issue account in order to access it, and that's all it's doing. So, uh, so when you do that and you agree to the terms and then hit redeem code, you, you get to see the entire magazine, no restrictions whatsoever, fully uh, available to you. So... Take advantage of that. We never do it. Uh, we're doing it now again because we want to give you guys something to enjoy. But, uh, but yeah, take advantage of it. And then if you like that format, then you can go ahead and subscribe to it digitally later if you like it. But uh, but there's no no requirement to do any of that. So enjoy it. Uh, enjoy the magazine. It was, it was a challenging issue to put together uh, ob for obvious reasons. And uh, but it came out really good. I mean, there's a lot of fun content in there. What what do you what do you guys like uh, best from the issue? Like, what's your favorite? I know Nikki, you wrote the Norman Van Aken piece, but you also went to Texas to Austin. Yep. So what did you you want to tell people a little bit about those two stories? Yeah, sure. So uh, the there's a profile of Norman Van Aken. Norman Van Aken is um, uh, one of the most important uh, chefs of the the modern era in the United States. Uh, pioneered uh, new world cuisine. So. His story, Cliff's notes, you can get deeper into it in the in the magazine, is that he's a, a Midwesterner who ended up in Key West almost by by sheer chance and ended up sort of introducing the rest of the country to the Caribbean flavors that he fell in love with when he was in Key West. Uh, yeah, so if, if you've been at a restaurant in Omaha, Nebraska and had a mango chutney. Exactly. That was because of Norman. Exactly, right, yeah. 
uh, they, he was like the one who got people used to it. It was, you know, back before there were all these food influencers and blogs and what have you. He was the one who was sort of like opening people's eyes to some of that on the Good Morning Americas and yep. and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and and I said it in my letter, which you will read when you guys go in and look at the digital version of the magazine. But uh, the first date I ever went on mm-hmm. with my wife uh, was at Norman's and Coral Gables. So I was living yeah. in New York. I came down for the weekend uh, to see my mom, met her, invited her to dinner, and that's where I took her because it was the best restaurant in town yep. at that moment. Way to close the deal, buddy. It worked. <laughs> it worked. Right? I mean, still together. I'm still riding that wave from the Normans. <laughs> Thank you, Norman. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as, as fun as talking to Norman and getting to know his story a little more uh, was, uh, Norman didn't feed me, which I didn't expect him to. I did go to Austin and eat all the meat. You did. It's tough to beat that. I don't know that any person is more fun than all the brisket. Uh, <laughs> there isn't any one person that I can interview. Exactly. Right, yeah. There's no conversation that I'd rather have than eating all the brisket. Yeah. Uh, so, and, the, I mean, at the like birthplace of that exactly. style. Yeah, so so the story covers, you know, uh, Natalia and I went to uh, to Austin, Texas, and the it's environs uh, and checked out a whole bunch of the meat. Uh, thanks also to the people at Romacraft. So Skip and Mike especially uh, played uh, brisket Sherpa for us. And um, we get into some of the history also of how all of that uh, regional cuisine came to be. So, yeah, uh, if you have any interest in taking a trip to Austin and checking that out, uh, this is a good thing to read going into the story. Uh Ivan, anything in this issue that uh, you want to get into, including the shoots? A lot of great ratings. (laughs) Good ratings. (laughs) A lot of great ratings. Uh, Put a nice little piece out on where to go smoke in Charlotte uh, while you're there. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's something new that we're – like, that's a new thing. Yeah, so we're doing a a travel piece, like, where we're actually doing something where where you did, like, the Austin meet, and then we're also featuring a cigar – Right, we're uh, usually place to smoke. Yeah, yeah, we're usually you might be used to seeing a map attached to the story. Now we're doing a map of a separate place, and it's just here's a map for you to sort of treat as a reference, uh, just for cigar shops. But we also did some different stuff with uh, with the shoots, like the wine, uh, the top five wine pairings, right? Right. So uh, talk a little bit about that because I think that's kind of a cool aspect of it where people can flip through the uh, the the smoking hot cigar snob editorial, yep. but also pick up some information, you know. And Yeah, what we did is uh, we took the top five cigars from our top 25 uh, cigars of 2019. We took the top five and then found what best uh, region of red wine would pair with it. So not a specific brand, but a specific region. So like, let's say uh, a... Uh, for example, Padron, right? The number one cigar of the year. The Padron uh, 1964 Exclusivo, that happens to pair particularly well with like left bank Bordeaux, right? The Like that that austere quality to those uh, left bank Bordeaux uh, pairs really well with with the profile of a, of a Padron. That's not to say that you can't have a Padron with a, with a Rivera del Duero, right? Right. I mean, that's... But... But in tasting them, again, we have we have the benefit here uh, at the office where we have the uh, Coravin, which allows us to tap into an unopened bottle of wine 
taste that wine and leave the bottle closed. So all of the wines that we have, we were able to just mess around and taste these different cigars with the different types of wine. And and that's what that is. And we call the piece Code Red, where we took this super hot model, Cali Herd, who, by the way, is a Texan. Is a Texan. Right? From Austin, yep. of all places. Yep. And uh, That was done on purpose. Yep. And so we we took the shots of her enjoying the wine with the cigar, and then we did a little kind of pairing talk, and then what vintages we think uh, are the best for those wines. Again, that's all based on our tastings and our partnership with Total Wine, where they supply us with a bunch of different wines and spirits and things like that. So uh, I think it's super helpful. Yeah. Right? Like when you're trying to figure out, well, I've got this, uh, like you may be a wine drinker at home, a red wine drinker, and you don't, you you have, let's say, the Rocky Patel ALR second edition, and you're like, man, what should I have that with? Let me see what these jerks said, right? Yeah. And so it's a bit of a resource in that way. Um, and so, by the way, with the, there he goes with coronavirus. Uh, by the way, with the Rocky Patel ALR, Napa Cab, uh, like those those heavy Napa Cabs from like, uh, from like Oakville or Stag's Leap, those were like ideal for that cigar, right? They have that big fruit forward uh, characteristic. So anyway, that's uh, that's code red, yep. that piece. So consider going through that and, and also treating that as a buying guide for when you're, you know, while you're at it, when you're online buying yourself a box or two or three of cigars for your uh, at-home lockdown. One last thing. Yeah. We, we also featured uh, some cigar festivals that we went to. True. So check that out. There's a lot of good parties and pictures of people. You know, in there. and you're right. And we've gotten questions, and we even well, talked sorry, about. Sorry, I was one. gonna. I was. I was just gonna say, oh. go ahead and maybe use that as a buying guide for wine. But Ivan felt like it was really necessary to pump the brakes on this. Yeah, pump the brakes. I'm lost. <laughs> the show totally has unnecessary come to interruption there. But yes, also there was cigar festival stuff. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Continue. Uh, but no, talk talk a bit about. I mean, it must have been a little bit different, right? Like producing that shoot. That involved the wine. That was kind of why I, what I was driving right. at, asking you about it. Where now there was the wine involved, and also, you know, it's not it's not an industry secret that not every model gets into cigars. But did we have a tr- problem having to refill these glasses of wine? Because it's not typical that the model has a glass of wine in her hand that she probably does want to drink. You know, it was harder to yeah, to yeah. keep a cigar in her hand because she was such a cigar smoker. Really, she was going you, through cigars you like you couldn't in, believe. When it. you look through the photo shoot. You'll see that she's literally like there's smoke coming out of her mouth in a few shots. She's she was a real smoker, and we did have to tell her to pump the brakes <laughs> because we didn't have that many cigars left towards the end of the day, and she was just like hitting yeah. her stride and just. <laughs> so you see, like we put together a little behind the scenes video that uh, Natalia is finishing up, okay. and we'll put that up as well. But you can see in the shot, like the hair and makeup girl is doing stuff to her hair, and she's puffing away on the cigar. <laughs> Like it's not even for a shot, yeah. So, so that was that was great to work with a model that that really enjoyed the cigars. The wine wasn't that big of an issue because she didn't want to mess up, uh, yeah, her lipstick and all that, that stuff. All right. So, uh, speaking of all this Corona stuff, aside from buying cigars and and having wine on hand to enjoy at home, uh, what, what's it been like for you just in terms of how you're spending the time? Obviously, a lot more of the churns at home what's that been like for the two of you i i wasn't made to be a teacher so <laughs> all this online learning has really put my this... wife who is a teacher was also not made to be a teacher wow. of her own kids <laughs> it takes it takes an awful lot of patience you know so 
you know, I look, uh, I give praise to all the educators we have out there that have to do this on a daily basis, except for your wife and my, and my wife, <laughs> who don't have the patience either to do it. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, the ability to be able to, on the fly, uh, almost create and execute this online platform yep. out of thin air and be able to, you know, teach students uh, without skipping a beat has been pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think there a beat has been skipped, but let's say for this week. And I think that they're finally uh, starting to sort of fine-tune everything. And and I see it, man. I see my wife. She gets on at 8 o'clock every morning, has a chat with her co-teacher. And then by 8.30, all the kids are on and then and they're doing their class. And that's, dude, that's pretty impressive uh, that we've been able to sort of pivot that way and make sure that the kids are still learning. So that's been impressive. My kids, have, I've also, like, they still, they consider it a school day. Like, they're going to bed early. They're not, they're not treating it like spring break. Well, they have to log on at a certain time, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're, so I, I, that, they have I, to be that in has uniform? impressed me. Do they have to be in uniform? No, no. Oh, mine does. Really? Yeah. No, these guys are in t-shirts and whatever. Yeah, well. I just make sure that they at least wash their face and brush their hair so they don't look <laughs> like a disaster. But their feet are gross. But their feet are completely <laughs> disgusting. Um, but no, that's, yeah. So that's been that's been interesting. But on the on the flip side, with kids uh, finding things to do with them has been fun. Uh, we've you know the byproduct of this coronavirus is that my kids are now much better chess players than they have ever been. Because one of the days I was like, hey, you guys want to bust out the chessboard and let's do it. And so we've started playing, and, and that's been fun, right? Because yeah. that's a game that uh, that does require a lot of thinking, and it's not a video game. And so they, they haven't played a ton of video games. I'm sure that that's a huge thing for some people. Uh, but I've kept them. Like yesterday we played, uh, we took a break from the chess, and we played Exploding Kittens, which is a game we love. Exploding Kittens is an is. awesome game. If you've got kids and they're... Glory. Oh, it's awesome. It's a really fun... <laughs> It's a fun game to play with kids. It's a game about uh, trickery and and strategy. Uh, it's a card game, but with a lot of fun and, and exploding kittens, obviously. So, uh, yeah, if you that was gonna be my recommendation at the bottom. Okay. Was if you've got kids, uh, I think the lowest age I think is eight years. I'll, I'll double check and I'll talk about it again at the at the uh, recommendations part. But anyway, oh, that's you. Oh, that, um, is, that is my teacher wife. There you go. Uh, so what about uh, binge watching? Have you been watching any stuff? I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen anything. No. All right. Yeah, sorry. Eric, what you got? Uh, so what I've been doing is, because we don't have sports, I mean, right. I know this was later on, but because we don't have sports, uh, so my wife does not like movies a whole lot. Just in general. In general. So since, like on the weekends, me and the boys will watch, the boys being my two boys, We'll watch whatever movies we want to watch, but during, uh, you know, during this, during this time, we're all watching it together. And so since she's with us, the only movies she will tolerate are sports movies hmm. because she also likes sports. And this is like fictionalized sports movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, for example, last night we watched Miracle, which is Disney's movie about the miracle on ice. Okay. And that was great because the kids had no idea about any of this. They didn't know that the Miracle on Ice had happened. They didn't know that the Russians were so dominant and that, you know, we were like the underdog. To them, the U.S. is always, to, right. these, to these two kids, 
the U.S. is always the favorite to win anything, right, yeah. in their minds. And so to them, it was like, what? Like, the Russians had won, like... They hadn't, I think the, in the movie, it says they hadn't lost for like 14 straight years or something. Not, not lost a game. Yeah. The, the national, the Russian national team. So, uh, so anyway, that was fun for them to watch. It was a little educational. And then the interesting thing is after the movie, they actually got on the computer and started researching that. These guys don't give a crap about hockey ever. Yeah. They've, they've, I mean, I've taken, to, taken them to a couple of hockey games, but that's about it. And, uh, and there they were researching, like, the whole thing and looking up uh, Ruzioni and all the different players. Because at, at the end of the movie, it shows, like, what each of the players did as uh, as life went on. So, like, you know, managing director of such and such investments and blah, blah, blah. And so they were like, oh, shit, like, these guys had uh, another life. Like, that wasn't where it ended. Yeah. Right. Unlike other movies, right, where the character just ends. And yeah. It's over, right? Where, right after right, a movie, right. you don't research what happened to such and such fictional character. But this story is so good and it's real that they were able to research the guys. So, so that's uh, yeah. that's what we've been doing during the week. Nice is watching like sports movies. Yeah, uh, rem- remember the Titans is another one mm-hmm. that we watched. So, uh, so that's what we've been doing, man. We haven't binge watched a lot of shows or anything. Unlike you, I know you went into self isolation. And you you went deep into Curb Your Enthusiasm. Is that what it was? No, I mean, I only started that in the last 48 hours, so I'm like five episodes in. But it's pretty awesome. I'm upset that I waited this long to get into Curb. Uh, but pretty great. I did watch, speaking of sports movies, uh, like this is as good a time as any to sort of look back and see what you haven't seen from ESPN's 30 for 30 uh, documentary That's a good series. Idea. That's a really good idea. Uh, so I saw... Just to, this was going to be my recommendation, but we can just scrap that whole thing and leave it at, at Ivan's Mystery of PSA. Okay. Uh, I saw Chuck and Tito, which predictably is an MMA-related uh, <laughs> documentary. I thought we were going to go a whole, a whole episode. <laughs> so Chuck and Tito is, uh, is I, I knew a little bit about the story, but it's about Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz. Who at, I thought it was Tito's Vodka. Or Tito's Vodka. Yeah, and thought Chuck got like, hammered on <laughs> Tito's Vodka one day, and they just made a 30 for 30. Right. Uh, but, but no, it's, it's, it's about these two guys who for a long time were sort of like, especially the time that uh, Zufa, which is Dana White's company, bought uh, the UFC, these two guys were sort of like, and their rivalry was like the center of the UFC's uh, marketing from a matchup standpoint. Uh, and so it sort of goes deep into that relationship, that rivalry, but it's really more about like in the background, that business story that I also didn't know a ton about. I knew a little bit uh, and and a, a business that sort of goes from being on the fringes to where it is now, right? Where it's got an ESPN deal. It's worth God knows how, well, not God knows how much. So they, they bought uh, before they had started getting fights sanctioned and all that. Zufa bought the UFC for $2 million. And then, the equivalent of peanuts. Right. And then sold later for four point something billion. Uh, and Dana White's still the, the president of, of the UFC. But if you're into like if you're into that combination of sports and business story, uh, and then like the way that this like massive business is driven by its sort of like legacy weird sideshow storylines, uh, very cool story uh, that I would highly recommend. Uh, also, if you are watching things with kids, I don't have any, but if I did, uh, the slow-mo guys on YouTube, this is like a free, you know, it's a free thing. Uh, you're actually learning something some of the time, maybe most of the time. Uh, but yeah, the slow-mo guys smarter every day is great, which also has a lot of like really cool visuals. Uh, so yeah, 
uh, a lot of that like late at night because uh, it's hard to fall asleep when you're not out and about and in the sun and all that stuff and you know doing things. I uh, kind of lose track of time and then realize like oh shit it's three in the morning and I'm either working or watching a thing or whatever it may be. Uh, cooking also. Have you guys been cooking more? So my thing, uh, whenever we finish an issue, yeah, I always cook more. Okay, yeah, right. So when we're working on an issue, my wife cooks and then I go home and eat it and then come back and continue working. When we're done with an issue, I'm always cooking more. So I haven't felt that difference. Now, if we obviously go on lockdown or something like that, then I will feel it because I'll be cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But uh, but yeah, I've been cooking. I've been cooking uh, dinner every night again. But that doesn't feel any different. Uh, but maybe by now the part that is there, like usually on a Friday we'll go out yeah. to eat. Uh, and we probably won't. We'll probably stay home and cook again. Yeah. So. Or maybe do like a nicer than usual delivery or takeout. Yeah, but I mean we've got so much food in the house right oh, now. Oh yeah, yeah. You know but I don't. Want, I don't want to waste my supplies. In case we get to you know, I know the but, end of you know, days, people are freaking out about that kind of stuff. Like, oh, you gotta you gotta stock up on on this and that. Yeah, but they're gonna let even if you went on full lockdown, you can still go to the grocery store. So then, why do we buy all this stuff? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> How are you on wipes and toilet paper? <laughs> oh, so stocked. <laughs> I am so stocked. I can wipe my ass for fucking ten years. <laughs> now, the, can we let let the people in on? On your practices or no? I'm a bidet guy. Okay. So okay. There you, yeah, home, thank you for bidet. coming right out. I'm a yeah. home bidet guy. Buy stock in it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what do you buy stock in? Kohler? I'm and, kidding. Um, I don't know. I know. Bidet go. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Bidets what, are I us? I don't know what the big deal is. I know. I, you know, it's like the whole toilet paper thing is the funniest, like, right? Well, I did. I did. I did read a. You don't have toilet paper. Just jump in the shower. You got time. I read a a a study yesterday, but again, this is not what they led with when they when the first Corona thing was introduced, and everybody said, "Oh shit, it gives you diarrhea. Let's go buy toilet paper." But they did do a study where, out of like two hundred people who first contracted the disease, uh, fifty percent of them their their first symptoms were like gastrointestinal. So. I don't know. Maybe that's. But I don't think the... that that's what like all this. No, no, of course not. No, 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 Has been about. No. It's been it's been silly. I, I haven't. I think I think the the toilet paper companies use the same PR firm that uh, Popeyes Chicken uh-huh. did with their chicken sandwich. Is it yeah, Popeyes? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they crushed it. They crushed it with the Lines chicken sandwich. Out the door. For I think the chicken they, I think they use the same PR firm. Incredible man. Yeah, the the toilet paper thing. I haven't. I still haven't got my head around it. We have the normal amount of yeah. toilet paper at home. I have to think maybe it was some amount of like people thinking, let me stock up on as much as because pasta also, like any non-perishable thing. And I think it was just like, let me put as much distance between this visit and my next visit to the grocery store as possible. And toilet paper is one of those things that you can stock up on. Well, and can you eat it? You can't eat it, but it's not going to go bad. You're not going to be wiping your ass with moldy toilet paper if you don't leave your house for a month. So I think maybe that was some of the I thinking, guess. just to know, to to avoid. I don't know that you can apply logic to mania uh, oh, and that no. sort of behavior. No, no, not at least not a hundred percent. But but again, like I think that's the same reason why pastas were wiped out. At least when the last time I went to. A okay, but pastas store. make sense, right? Because but you, do they really? Because you because no you, no now now that we know a little bit more, right. you don't need to stock up on anything, right? Because now you know. 
when you go on full lockdown, you can still go to the grocery store. Okay. But when it first came out and people went crazy and bought pasta, okay, fine. It's a food item that's not going to go bad for a long time. And stock up on it because it, it fills you up. Right. But the toilet paper part, I don't get because the toilet paper, there is a very viable alternative if you run out of toilet paper, which is your shower. Well, that's the other thing. We've run out of water, too. I mean, listen. What I, do you mean? Like, there's... The, the coronavirus does not no, no. affect indoor plumbing. No, no. I'm saying bottled water. Like, you go to the store and it's, like, empty. So, you're like, well, why is everybody buying the water? But I think here locally, everybody's used to the whole hurricane hoarding right. thing. You know, because well, you know, it affe- affects the, the water supply. Point, to that point, the funny thing, and I, again, I talk about this in my letter. But the funny thing is I went to Home Depot to buy sandpaper, spackling compound, and paint. For a home repair project, unrelated to Corona. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> and I'm in line to pay, and the guy—I am not kidding—the guy in front of me has a cart full of batteries, like a shopping cart, uh, flashlights, and a generator. Yeah. And so, again, with hurricanes, we're used to that, right? You go to Home Depot. There's a hurricane off in the Atlantic Ocean coming our way. People go and buy generators. And so, as a joke, I asked the guy, hey, you got your shutters up? And the guy looked at me like, shut your fucking mouth. Like, he was... My wife is making me do this. (laughs) Yeah, he was not happy at all. And I just went like, okay, I will be quiet now. (laughs) The guy looked like he was about to to stab me with one of those batteries. Oh, man. All right, so we are... Who are we? Yeah, I think we're we're close to forty minutes in. Uh, what do we want to What do we want to do with the time we have left before we move on to Ivan's PSA and move on to the end the cigar? Is your PSA uh, no, cigar related? No, no, I don't know. It's just a recommendation oh, that okay, we okay. usually do. Okay, okay. Because okay. no, what what I was gonna say is, if you're if you want to be extra cautious with your cigars and coronavirus, uh, don't go like wash your hands before you grab your cigar because you're gonna be touching the head of the cigar where your mouth is going to go, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I think uh, people can do if they feel particularly skittish about it and they're worried about if smoking their cigar is going to make them more uh, at risk to get corona. If somebody's thinking that, they should stick their hands in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but people people are freaking out. So, yeah, either wash your hands or use some some uh antibacterial or something before you start and, and and don't go touching the cigar on the head right uh don't lick up your cigar and then cut it because then if somebody else is going to use your cutter then uh you're passing on the germs that way ah, just be mindful yeah right don't stick your hand in us if you're going to the cigar store don't like lick your fingers and then stick your hand in a cigar box to grab the cigar that you're going to smoke i heard if you drink whiskey every 15 minutes it kills you're all the bacteria it kills uh, all the bacteria I, I in your stomach. <laughs> Th- not rum? Rum's no good? Yeah, rum. Oh, okay. Ambassador. Okay, then I'm fine, because I've got both. <laughs> Especially Diplomatico is the prescription. <laughs> that is the prescription? Uh, Th- by the way, there is no paid advertising here. No. Zero. So if you're thinking that we're doing this because of any paid advertising, no. no. It's just because we happen to have really good rum on hand and the cigar that was paired specifically for it. And we had it in a petite Corona size. And that's the only reason why we're doing all of this. <laughs> in fact, I think if there were paid advertising, they wouldn't be paying us to smoke their Corona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so, okay. I think now it's time for a PSA. 
What you got, buddy? Let's awesome. hear it. Now we we're, don't have any we're... advertisers or anything? No. Nothing. It's Corona time, You guys baby. aren't recommending anything? Well, oh, no, we, we, we're, we're, we're on you right now. Yeah. Okay. Spotlight is on you. So here's my public service announcement to everybody. Uh, I would say... <laughs> I like the effeminate uh, touch that he gave that. I would say... I would say stop watching all the cable news networks, which is just creating a lot of panic. Uh, I like where you're going. It's just creating a lot of unnecessary panic. If you have to watch some news, of course, stay on top of it. Uh, read your, uh, watch your local news. Get it in your, get it from us. You know, <laughs> <laughs> get where the place to go. <laughs> where the place to go. Uh, but I would stay away from all these. Uh, the end. The end is coming. Uh, yeah. News networks. Uh, if anything, watch CNBC. I think. I think watching the, the markets, even though it is the the sky is falling there too. Uh, if you're on top of that, I think now's a great time to invest and do a little dollar cost averaging. If you don't want to jump in at one time, if you don't know what that is, you can just invest, uh, at certain intervals and then you get like an average price over a certain amount of time. Um, that's pretty much it. And support your local brick and mortars. Go like Nick said, try to buy a box of cigars, uh, from your local guys and and support them on your hands. Yeah. Buy yourself a box. Keep smoking. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I mean... It's a good, relaxing way to spend an hour and a half, right? Yeah. Like, that's what I love about this. I, every day, after dinner in my back patio, and Barbie just sits out there with me, just shooting the shit, because it's a great way to spend a, an hour and a half just talking and smoking a cigar. Yeah, I like getting outside. Yeah. Where, where I've met a lot of new neighbors that I did not know yeah, lived in my neighborhood. This morning, yeah, right? There's people who you didn't even know existed in yeah. your block. So... All right. Are you seeing that a lot, Nick? Are you, like people walking around your neighborhood? Because we got a lot of walkers. There's some of that, but I've always had a lot of walkers. There is one guy in my neighborhood who just took up rollerblading. Ooh. Like 20, 30, 20 years too late. Yeah, I was going to say 30. <laughs> yeah, you, were, you were kind with the 20. So he's he's been rollerblading uh, all over the place, and that's that's what's new there. But yeah. So you're just like sitting on your front porch watching this guy rollerblade? Actually, from my office window, I see him rollerblade almost all the way around the block. So... Yeah. He comes by. What uh, a time to be alive, what huh? What a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I think with that, that's it. You can find us at cigarsnobmag.com slash podcast for past episodes. Again, as Eric mentioned earlier in this episode, if you go to cigarsnobmag.com, there is a link or uh, to use a coupon code to get our latest issue of the magazine digitally for free on issue. That's I-S-S-U. But go through the website. Go through our site so you use that code. Um, and uh, we're Cigar Snob Mag on all the social media things. Send us feedback to feedback at cigarsnobmag.com. Yep. Really quick, while you're doing the feedback at cigarsnobmag.com, why don't we do a little giveaway? Oh, sure. So we have a lot of stuff. Like companies have continued to send stuff to us. And so what I want to do is if you want to be part of the giveaway, send to either feedback at cigarsnobmag.com or to Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, send us a picture of yourself practicing your social distancing while smoking a cigar. Okay. And if you're funny, you have a better chance of winning. So any kind of Purell references, any of that stuff you want to do, uh, we'll be sending out. I know we got some ashtrays yesterday. Okay. We've got uh, we've got some cigars that we got yesterday. We got uh, a like travel humidor. So we've got some stuff to send out and. W- Companies are going to continue sending stuff. Uh, multiple companies have asked us to do this, 
and just send out stuff. So we will we're more than happy to send you guys some stuff. Send us some pictures of yourself smoking a cigar in your self quarantine. Uh, and and but above all, be safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't go crazy, like Ivan says. Don't listen to this uh, end is near news. And uh, thanks for listening. All right. Take care.